All right, so glad that you're here. This week, we are moving into week seven of the Luke Journal, and uh, I'm by my myself today because I think a lot of the volunteers are busy, but also just because of the snor storm, the snowstorm that rolled in, aren't able to get to their computers and things uh, until maybe the end of the week when the snow melts, and that'll be too late for the recording. So uh, we're going to share, uh, I'm just going to share a few thoughts of mine and it's going to be a shorter episode, but you also can just see my face here because there's video attached to this as well. So um, yeah, let's, let's dive in together about chapter, uh, chapters 10 and 11 in the gospel of Luke and talk about prayer. Let's dive in. Our vision is to give every baseball player around the world the opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, respond to the message, and grow in the relationship with Jesus Christ. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. This is the Training for an Eternal Crown podcast with Full Count Ministries. Alright guys, so it's so good to be with you this week. We are in Luke 10 and 11. So we're in week 7 of the Luke Journal. So we are going through this thing uh, very quickly. We are halfway through and uh, I just wanted to share with you a couple things that to, that you can look out for and be mindful of as your guys are reading this week in the daily readings. Jesus is going to make a lot of uh, Old Testament references in these couple chapters. So to start off he talks about uh, he gives a reference to Sodom, actually, in uh, Luke 10. He sends out the 72. So if you remember in first in Luke 9, at the beginning, he sends out his 12 to heal the sick and cast out demons. And then in 10, his, we see that his kingdom is multiplying because more guys are doing are willing to do his work. So he tells them to go out into a town uh, to find uh, peace at a house and stay there for a time to share the gospel uh, with these with this town and then um, but if they they can't find this then they're supposed to kick the dust or wipe the dust off, the, off their feet and Jesus says I tell you it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom uh, when he's talking about when the when uh, you know there is reckoning. Um, it'll be more bearable for Sodom than that town. So uh, earlier, actually, in the, the the last part of 9, the last verse, Jesus says, he, he replies to a man that wants to go back and bury his family. He says, no one puts a hand to the plow and looks back, and looks back is fit for the service in the kingdom of God. So I think this is a direct reference Um it might not seem direct, but it's a reference to Lot and his wife, how they were fleeing Sodom and Gomorrah, and and Lot's wife still had, I don't know, I guess a heart for the town that she had just left, looked back and turned into a pillar of salt, what we read last fall in Genesis. So there's more references this week to things like that. Um, when the 72 come back and they say, uh, Lord, even the demons submit to your name. Uh, Jesus, he says this thing, he says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. 
And so we can talk to the guys and just tell them, hey, uh, you know, Satan is just not, not just this evil guy that is trying to do bad to us, but uh, tell them a little bit of background of who Satan is. Um, and that, you know, that's a reference to Isaiah. And you can just talk about uh, his, his role in the story of Job. Uh, there's different places where that you could pick up on this this theme here, and then there's also, I mean, in the parable of the Good Samaritan, we got to look back at the Levitical law and why the priests and the Levite didn't stop to help the Samaritan. They didn't even stop to see if he was dead or not. But if he was dead, then he was. They were told not to touch a dead person to become unclean, so they could continue to do their priestly duties, but. They weren't even willing to stop and see if he was dead or not. He was half dead is what it was saying in the chapter. But the Samaritan went and stopped and looked and took care of this person. And he was a neighbor to him. So you might want to sit in the Good, good Samaritan this week. Um, I know the highlight is learn to pray. But uh, that's another. That's a, I mean, a great place that you can sit and talk about this week. So, um, I mean... The sign of Jonah, it, that's chapter 11, verses 29 through 32. Uh, you know, Jesus calls us the people a wicked generation because they don't believe uh, unless they see a sign. And Jesus is saying, you're not going to see a sign except for the sign of Jonah. And you can talk about that. You, it, it might not be uh, uh, as obvious as you think. Uh, these 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 guys may not know what the story of Jonah is, and you can talk about that. You can fill them in, fill the gaps there um, as they read. And uh, I mean, in this, even in the sign of Jonah, it talks about how Jesus says the queen is, the queen of the south will rise at the judgment with the people of this generation to condemn them, for she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom. And now something greater than Solomon is here. So this is a reference to the Queen of Sheba in First uh, or Second Kings. And the Queen of Sheba came to Solomon. And she heard about all the wisdom that he had. She wanted to see it for herself that he was as wise and as wealthy and his kingdom was as great as she had heard. So she went and she asked him some really difficult questions which he answered all the questions she was just so impressed that she gave him gifts and just said how great he was but jesus is saying that something greater is here you see the 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 things that our ministry is doing my ministry is doing healing the sick casting out demons my my ministry is multiplying i i have my core 12 and now 72 is doing all this stuff so there's just some amazing things and some some great things uh, that you can uh, research, maybe read some commentary on, and start some dialogue with your D groups this week. But uh, let's let's move into the highlight. The highlight is uh, learn to pray, which is page 88 in the journal, and it's chapter 11, 1 through 13. It's a reflection of what Matthew also uh, talks about. It, it shares the, the model prayer as we probably have memorized it, but Luke shares a more condensed version of this prayer. And I don't want to give you 
a, a sermon about prayer right now, but I think it's worth mentioning that first Jesus says when you pray. So it's expected as a follower of Christ when we take up that cross and we follow him and we're following him and we're not looking back that uh, he he expects us to come to him because it's not going to be easy. Uh, it's not going to be an easy road. And like he says at the end of this teaching, uh, which which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to good give, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So he, he, um, he wants to give us good gifts, and he, he so desires that relationship with us as we're walking this, this road with him. And... Um, a couple, a couple more things that I wanted to share is that we need to approach him as a father, like it says uh, here. You know, it talks about a father and a son, and how he, he's going to give us good gifts. But we also need to approach him as a king. I think it's easy for us to pray about our daily, you know, our daily walk when we're going to work or if we're going to school or uh, we're going and bedding down for the night or whatever we're doing it's easy to pray at those times but uh, do we make him a priority and um, so there's a guy that I kind of look up to in uh, some of the church fathers Charles Spurgeon uh, I've got a few of his written works um, well, people wrote his sermons down, and I have a, a few volumes of his sermons, but I also have a book called um, Lectures to My Students, and it talks a little bit about prayer, and I just wanted to give you a, a few quotes before we close out here so I get, give you some time to pray. Uh, but he says, Let the Lord alone be the object of your prayers. It's it's easy to start with uh, give us this day our daily bread before saying hallowed be thy name. And you need to probably tell your D groups what the word hallowed means and that being a deep, deep reverence for God and who he is. But uh, in that, uh, we need to know that uh, it's... It's uh, it's not okay, I don't think, to keep this, uh, you know, repetition of praying in our pajamas. We wouldn't approach a king in our pajamas, right? <laughs> I mean, he's the god of the universe. He's a father, but he's the god of and king of creation. So uh, let him be the object of our prayers, and let us feel that uh, deep reverence for him. It's kind of like. Coaches appreciate when uh, players respect the game. I think most people would say that they appreciate that when they see guys running on and off the field, when they lay their glove down like they're supposed to on the grass instead of just throwing it uh, over there and then laying your hat kind of down like you lay your glove. Just doing things that are respectful of the game. It's kind of, it's the same principles, uh, a lot, lot, uh, you know, more important to do in your prayer life than just playing a game of baseball. But uh, another couple quotes here. 
Our libraries and studies are mere emptiness compared to our closets. The closet is the best study. So he's talking about prayer closets, how we should go in. And he's going to reveal to us a lot more through the, the loop journal and all that than we're going to figure out on our own. And we got to believe that. We got to believe that the Holy Spirit's going to interpret. He's the great interpreter. And so if we're not praying before we get into the Word, if we're not praying before we go into our D groups, if we leave our D groups, uh, we're not praying. Uh, we're really, really missing out a whole lot. We're missing it. And then the last thing I want us to focus on, uh, I really want us to focus on as we pray with our D groups this week, is prayer must be a matter of the heart. It's got to flow from the heart. Um, it's not in the words that we say. Uh, it's in uh, who we are and God sees our heart anyway, so why wouldn't we just pour it out to Him? Uh, why wouldn't we pray things like, help my unbelief, or help me in this, and let me be a person who can pour out my, my wants and needs and things and who you are, and to really give you praise for who you are with the bottom of my heart. So... Let that be an encouragement, guys, this week, and uh, I hope you guys, I really do, I say this every week, but I hope you guys have a great week. Uh, I know that uh, the cold front's moved in. Don't let the little things uh, weigh you down. We have such a good opportunity to go out and share the gospel and to love these guys, to text them, uh, to, to build those relationships, and to share uh, Christ with them, which is uh, our greatest um just our greatest love um so love you guys uh have a great week and don't be afraid to reach out uh, for prayer from any of the full count guys so love you guys hope you have enjoyed this episode of the training for an eternal crown podcast you can visit our website for more resources and also find this podcast on all major platforms full count ministries exist to create disciples using the game of baseball we are a non-profit ministry and if you have benefited from this resource we would encourage you to consider donating to the cause to reach every baseball player with the gospel, giving them the opportunity to respond to the gospel, and then to grow in the relationship with Jesus. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast so that you can play a part in accomplishing the mission that God has put on our hearts for baseball players around the globe.